Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ah, hello everyone. I'm Molly Wood, and there goes the music. It's gone. Oh, hey, it's back. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make sure I don't drown you out so I can still. Oh, you're just rocking out. No, yeah, it's super loud. I'm Molly Wood, everyone. Welcome to It's a Thing. And I'm Tom Merritt, and welcome to It's a Thing. Welcome to It's a Thing, the show where we're still trying to figure out how to start the show. Yeah, we'll get there one of these days. In fact, we have a a level at $100 an episode. (laughs) Who has that (laughs) Where we figure out how to do the open. Oh, that's right. You can write us a tagline that we'll open the show with. Oh my God, that's totally true. Yeah. Yes. You could even, I feel like we should just throw in just for a limited time a bonus gift where you could tell us which beat of that song to come in on. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's what I need to know. Is it after the first give it to me? Is it the, but is it, or is it after it's your thing? I don't mm. know. I know. These it's are like the questions we need long, your help with. We need you because Tom and I are in different places, as you may or may not know. <laughs> Both so physically we can't and emotionally. See each other physically and emotionally in such different places. <laughs> but we can't see each other, so we can't do the thing where you would just make useful eye contact and be like, begin. We yeah. can't do that. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, okay, so next time, that's why next we week. Need you filthy rich people to give us $100 an episode. The rest of <laughs> you, we, we understand. Nobody can afford that. But You will the, totally the, be in charge of telling you us. You, the person bathing the in your money, you know who you are, Elon. You earned it. You earned it. You earned the right to tell us when the heck to start the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I'm very happy to be back. I know we had a holiday break, uh, but our first two episodes had so much positive feedback. People are very happy that we're back, and we are so happy that you're happy. It is such a delight. I mean, it really, truly is. It's so. It's just so cathartic to do the show. It's obviously so fun to podcast with Tom. There's that, but it. Everybody's just. Ha- everybody needs just things to think about that are not all the other things. Yes. And I know if you get our bonus content on Patreon, we talked about the other things in that. <laughs> we did. But here, um, it's should all you be interested? Pasta and TV drama. Trust us. Pasta and TV drama. But if you become a patron and you're interested in the pre-show content, you should know we had a nice long conversation about intersectionality and the internet. Yeah. It was substantive. Yep. It was substantive. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to know how to become a patron, go to it's a thing, uh, patreon.com slash it's a thing. And then, unfortunately, you're going to have to learn Discord. But if I can do it, any of you can do it. That's right. Discord, and, by and the way, When she says unfortunately, she means fortunately. I mean, Discord is awesome, and it's a wonderful, it's in many ways, right? but you're going to Google it and be like, oh, that's complicated, and it is, and that, I don't let my kid on it, but it's great for uh, live streaming this podcast, which we do, and then that's how you get to hear the pre-show, not so much banter, but pre-show substantive philosophical discussions. Right, before we turn it into a show of banter. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we come on here, and it's all, 
And it's all pasta and TV dramas. Are you still on the TV dramas? Yes. So I have two things today. Uh, one is a kind of a silly thing, and the other is a follow-up on the TV drama thing. Ooh, okay. Hit me. Uh, Mukjong is a subset of Korean drama, of K-drama. So last time I talked about C-drama, Chinese drama, and K-drama. I got introduced to a show called The Last Empress over the holiday break, which is, I call it crazy drama. Like, it's <laughs> higher production value than an American soap opera with with much better acting and, and okay. even, like, more attention to the plot. But it's got no suspense. Like, just, oh. it's all acceleration. Just Whoa. from one minute to the next, it's crazy dramatic event, crazy dramatic event, crazy dramatic event, and including like people getting shot in the head, but then turning out that they're alive and like somebody's mother oh getting run God. down by the emperor. And like you, those even sound like spoilers. Those are just from the first episode. <laughs> I love this. It's like the, it's like the transparent train of thought or something just like. Yep. No reason to make it a secret. Right. You just sit there with your, your, your mouth is going to drop open in the first episode three or four times and at least one or two times every episode after that. Uh, the premise oh of the God. show is that this uh, sort of uh, s- small time actor, like, you know, community theater almost actor is trying to make it make a go of it. And by a series of coincidences, ends up being chosen by the emperor of Korea to become the next empress uh you know and so it starts there and of course it's all this imperial family drama over her power struggles and everything uh, that she gets swept up into and of course if you realize if you know this korea doesn't have an emperor korea is a republic so this is also Mm -hmm. kind of an alternate reality where if korea had an emperor still this is what it would be like in the present day wow that's just Last Empress. <laughs> There's a whole genre called Mokjong, uh, which, depending on who you talk to, comes either from the word indicating the end of a mining tunnel, a dark, dirty, and dangerous place where no one of any substance would be. This is why Mokjong's <laughs> kind of used as a pejorative, like, oh, that's so Mokjong. The way we would say, oh, it's such a soap opera. Uh, it also can mean a soybean and red pepper paste. <laughs> So I don't, okay. I don't know which of those really applies. And nobody has a single definition of Mokjong. It's, uh, it's basically dramas that choose to play up outrageous storylines. But where you go from there, I mean, that's what dramabeans.com calls it. But you, you, all kinds of people debate what's really qualifies as a Mokjong. But The Last Empress definitely qualifies. Uh, a stylistic tonal or narrative element in dramas that chooses to play up outrageous storylines to keep viewers hooked despite how ridiculous the stories become. Huh. So really, it's a night. It's it means soap opera. It's kind of it's high octane soap opera, which is why I love it. Like it's 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 not for somebody who wants you know substantive plot, mind you. This is this is candy, but it's just so crazy that you're like, what? Seriously, really? But they do it well. So even while you're rolling your eyes, you're kind of impressed. At least I am. (laughs) This okay. This conversation is reminding me of something very, very different in some ways, but my brother has been watching Degrassi, which was the (laughs) show. Do you know about this? Yeah, I've heard of Degrassi, yeah. (laughs) The television series Degrassi, uh, which was around in the early 2000s, and it is the show where Drake 
was a child actor. Like it's a Canadian started. series, right? It's a Canadian yeah, yeah. series, yep. And it's like a Canadian uh, kid. I mean, it was, it's a teenage drama. It's a drama about teenagers. So, like, think 90210, mm-hmm. but where only the worst stuff happens. And it's a high school, and right? Isn't that the It's, it's set in a high school. Yeah, okay. Yep. And, dude, it is so dark. My brother <laughs> and I have this special relationship where we basically just live text each other whatever crap we're watching. And he will text me this stuff from Degrassi, Degrassi and it's just bananas. It's like so-and-so had to have an A because, you know, her her boyfriend raped her and then she got pregnant. And, the, and then there, there's like a meth thing and the boyfriend went to jail. And in the show, I'm just going to just spoil this because it's just unbelievable. Like, Drake gets involved in a shooting at school and his character is paralyzed and is in a wheelchair it's like bananas and my brother is constantly like this is a show with teenagers in it (laughs) it's bananas so okay so i have to i have to spoil the first episode a little if that's okay because it compares so well to what you just said i'm still gonna watch it yeah so so the emperor is having an affair with his secretary in a kind of seaside area where she's from, but she doesn't want anybody to know she's from. And she uh, sneaks out to go visit her adoptive mother uh, and her adoptive brother, who is also in love with her and and is raising her illegitimate child that she had with another man, which is why she ended up going to the adoptive mother in the first place. All of that is to explain who she's going to to quiet them down so they don't talk about her now that she's with the emperor. On the way, <laughs> the emperor, the the uh, mother and the secretary get in an argument and the daughter hits the adoptive mother with a rock. She stumbles onto the road, lo and behold, in front of the emperor driving a pickup truck because he went out to find the secretary when she wasn't there and hits and kills the mother. They then cover this up and the adoptive brother figures it out and they have him shot and he falls into the ocean and the secretary uh, is uh, ordered to be killed by the emperor, but she finds out. So she goes and gets rid of the evidence of the truck and fakes her own death temporarily to escape from the assassins that the emperor sent. But then he forgives her and they get back together. And that same night he decides to go to a play from this woman, Sonny in order to have an alibi in case anyone wonders where he was during the time of the murder of the adoptive mother. Oh, I cannot wait to watch this show. <laughs> that's 15 minutes. That's fi- yeah. that's the first that's half of minutes. the show. So <laughs> here, here, here's a series of three texts that I got from my brother the other night. JT got Liberty pregnant. Liberty decided she was going to keep the ba- give the baby up for adoption. JT said they should keep it and find an apartment. JT gets a job at a pharmacy and starts sell- stealing oxycodone and selling it to pay for the apartment. JT gets caught and then beaten up by drug dealers. JT overdoses but lives. Liberty gives birth and gives the baby away. JT and Liberty try to work things out. JT dies. They are 15 years old. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I think in the and then oh JT's dead now Liberty's alone their baby's gone. <laughs> Poor Liberty. That's like yeah half an episode in your case maybe I don't know a third of an episode of Degrassi I don't really know but yeah. every time it always yeah wow they got all the good storylines from uh for, for Degrassi from K drama anyway I'm in you've sold me I can't wait Last Empress only a half hour too each episode so what you just eat them up yeah oh. My God. Okay, well, you just said eat them up. 
which is the perfect segue to my thing this week, which if you are a patron of the show, you already know about mm-hmm. because it is uh, our first and hopefully not last interactive thing. Um, my thing this week is an Italian dish called cacio e pepe. Mm. And also an excuse to say a bunch of stuff, sort of <laughs> Italian sounding. Cacio e pepe. <clears throat> Cacio e pepe. There's going to be those people out there who are like, that it, it's your thing. It's not a thing. It's been around forever. And it's been around forever. And that is the case. But in the last three to six months, for some reason, it has become very trendy in the U.S. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have seen it like I follow this Instagram account called The Tasting Table, which just has like yummy carbs, basically appears to be their jam. And they have posted Cacio e Pepe no less than like four times in the past four or five months. I keep seeing it showing up in food magazines. I keep seeing references to it. And this is when I knew it was a thing because for Christmas, I got a tater tot recipe book because my family really gets me. And it included a recipe for tater tot Cacio e Pepe. And... Yeah, which sounds oh. amazing. Wow. <laughs> Tom, I told Tom that this was my thing, and he was like, I love that stuff, because he had it in Roma. Yeah. Uh, I, when I, I when was that? Three years ago, I think. Okay. Ish. Um, and I don't know if it was because Bourdain talked about it that someone mentioned it to me. I, it might have been like some someone heard about it because everybody's like, oh, I heard about that on Anthony Bourdain's show. Uh, and I think that's how it kind of got out into the the wider American consciousness. But somebody had recommended yeah. it. I had it in Rome at one of the first places we ate that that had it on the menu. And it was amazing. And I tried to have it everywhere I could after that because it's just it's just delicious. It's it's hearty, it's delicious. but it's also not complicated. It's it's very simple food, but it's really well, tasty. Yeah, here's right. Like here's where we should say that cacio e pepe literally translates to cheese and pepper. Yeah, it's literally it's cheese and pepper over spaghetti. Now, when I but say not complicated, in, I mean not complicated on ingredients. Apparently, it's not easy. To it's make. not easy to make. No, and in fact, I was warned. So, uh, for those of you who are not patrons, I made this last night. I was like, I'm going to make it before the show. And I happened to be talking to one Jenny Josephson. Perhaps mm-hmm. you have heard of her. I have. And, and she was like, ooh, that's hard to make because if you get it wrong, it can taste like dirty dishwater. Because it involves – to make it, you, you take the – so you boil the spaghetti and then you take it out a little bit before it – is cooked before the pasta is all the way cooked, maybe three mm-hmm. minutes before. And then uh, depending on the recipe, you either continue to cook it with the black pepper, some butter and pasta water. The reserve pasta water is key. Um, or according to Mark Bittman in the New York Times, you just put the pasta water in and stir vigorously and then add in the cheese. And so you want the cheese to get in there when it's super hot. So it melts. And so I could see where you could go wrong. I could I see where not. the dirty dishwasher could come if you get the pasta water yeah, element yeah. wrong. Yeah, absolutely. If it's too watery, it's yeah. just going to be like a peppery, you know, kind of yucky, watery mess. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you look on, so I think that maybe it became trend. I don't know, but I do know that about, but almost exactly three months ago, at least according to the comments, Mark Bittman from the New York Times posted a cacio e pepe recipe on uh, New York Times cooking and said it was suddenly trendy in addition to delicious. And someone on the comments said, this is the biggest cooking fail I've ever had. <laughs> And then maybe about 73 days ago, again, going by the comments, Alton Brown posted a cacio e pepe recipe. I don't know where it came from all of a sudden as a resurgence, but when I started looking into it, I did discover 
like you said, that Anthony Bourdain called it his favorite pasta. And in the show, the episode where he tries it, wouldn't even give out the name of the place he went in Italy because he just like didn't want it to get ruined. And then Jenny pointed me actually to way back, like, you know that show The Chef's Table on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. The first episode they did in 2015 is Massimo Batura, who is in Modena, Italy. And it opens with this amazing story about how there was a huge earthquake in Modena and 360,000 pounds of Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese fell. And it's those huge rounds, right? Oh, yeah. So they all fell down and they were trashed and they were cracked open and they were going to go bad. And the owners of this cheese factory called Massimo Batura because he's like obsessed with this cheese. And they said, help us because if, if all the cheese goes bad, it, it's our entire it stock ruined, and we will – yeah. Right. And we'll be out of business and everybody will lose their jobs. And so he organized this like worldwide day of cooking risotto cacio e pepe. Ah. And like had 40 or 50,000 people simultaneously cooking riso cacio de pepe all at the same time and like sold all the cheese and the jobs were saved. Ah. And it was amazing. It's a, cacio I know, pepe it's such a great story. saves people. It saves people, you guys. <laughs> and also, mine turned out great. I'm not trying to brag. But also, I you know what I used? I used a recipe that I found on Business Insider. Oh. Of <laughs> all places. Look at that. From a story about how it was Anthony Bourdain's favorite pasta. Ah, got And it, it turned out amazing. And now I'm totally hooked on it. I went into my photos. And that is my thing. I, I found out. I first had it September 7th, 2014. Wow. <laughs> it's five, really? almost four and a half years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's super traditional. Like, it has been around forever. And I don't know what, you know, you guys are really good at tracking the uh, tracking the origins of some of these emerging trends. Like, somebody pointed out that um, Country Roads was using a Fallout trailer. Right. Right. Like, that oh. solves that mystery. That solves that mystery. Um, but yeah, I wonder what has caused it to become suddenly trendy here because it, you're going to start seeing it now. You're going to start seeing it everywhere. I mean, I hate to say it, but one possibility would be the death of Anthony Bourdain caused a lot oh, of people maybe. to go back and start looking at his stuff and that could just happen to be a bunch of people discover it again on top of the people who already had discovered it before and then you know it just snowballs from there yeah maybe hmm yeah that could be well we i um documented my making of it and i will post all the pictures on our website it's a thing.me when this episode goes up because it was super fun and yummy and i'm glad i tried it and it's basically like the world's greatest mac and cheese. I love this idea of cook along with it's a thing. Right? You guys should make yours. Like yeah. try to make it and then post your pictures in the comments because I agree. I think it should be a cook along. Yeah. And if you all like it, then we'll do it again with oh, something else. Red King and Red King in the Discord says, by the way, that uh, Country Roads was in Logan Lucky and Kingsman 2 in the second half of 2017. It was everywhere. Just in people's it minds. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. Maybe, maybe the uh, the royalties were lowered on it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Exactly. There's got to be some. We just cannot accept the they idea. They cut that the licensing rate for it and everybody started using pandemically it. Pandemically yeah. spring up. Exactly. It was just programmed into the universe for a release today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have one other thing, uh, okay. which is this is a silly thing. And it's something I... I I don't know if it's a new thing. Like I, like we always say, we're we're not necessarily trying to to say everything we we notice is new. You may have noticed this for years, but in the Valentine's candy section of my local grocery store, I noticed, Which of course, is 
already robust. Right. Uh, you get the everything's a heart shaped box, you know, or a heart shaped candy. I noticed hollow chocolate bottles. Mm. Now, these what are you, just, they're huh. like Easter bunnies, right? Chocolate Easter bunnies, but bottles. And they are, I think, supposed to be bottles of champagne. Because when I went and tried to look up hollow chocolate bottles, they were labeled hollow chocolate bottles, by the way, at the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I looked that up to be like, is that something that you find anywhere else? All I could find were hollow chocolate champagne bottles with the idea, not that they're full of champagne, but they look like champagne bottles. So it's kind of a festive chocolate thing to give right. someone. And those have been around for a while, um, at least a few years. So I don't know if this is a, a new trend, but it stuck out because usually you 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 know what you're going to find in the Valentine candy aisle, right? It's, yeah. And, and yeah. this was something I had not seen before, certainly not in a grocery store. I cannot say that I have seen that either. Now I'm Googling it. I wonder if like, what could you use? Could you? It would be pretty cool if you could just make a little hole and then pump in champagne. Put in champagne, I bet that right? would be super fun and yummy. I was I was very disappointed when I found out that hadn't already <laughs> been the case. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't meant that for that. That should happen. It's just meant well, like a chocolate it. Easter bunny. Like, oh, here's, hey, I got you some chocolate. And it's in the shape of a champagne bottle. Isn't that fun? No, but you got to fill it with champagne. You can get the smaller like cordials that have champagne candy in them, but they're, yeah. they're small. They're like thumb size. <clears throat> I just found some chocolate champagne bottles on uh, William Sonoma that appear to be filled with leche, like they're caramely. Oh, yum! That sounds delicious. Now I have to go to the freaking Rite Aid and see if they have them there <laughs> because I've never seen it. I usually just like stomp angrily through the Valentine's Day, like past the Valentine's Day section. <laughs> <laughs> because like I can't believe it's up in December. I know, and then it's right. just so red and tacky yeah. and whatever. But there is Did a red. I tell you I have the to CVS go. near us had the Valentine's candy out before Christmas. Yes, insane. Yeah, and we noticed that too. Yeah. My son and I were just like, "What is happening?" Many, it's many not re- even people Christmas. who've worked in retail more recently than me say that's become a common occurrence. They just they don't stock it. They don't have stock rooms, right? They just when, once they get it's it, absurd. they put it on the shelf and they get it in December, so it goes out. I mean, I will say the only thing that I like about this trend is that all of the Christmas decorations are already 50% off by like December 15th. So (laughs) all you have to do is wait and get your tree on the 16th and you can get all the decorations you need. Right. Like hecka cheap. Well, I do have to go and get my my annual CES manicure tomorrow, and it's right across from the Rite Aid. So I'm going to go and see if I can verify. I've got to go back to Ralph's. It was was a Ralph's that I went to and and investigate these chocolate bottles a little closer. Hmm. Because they don't hmm. look nearly as nice as these Williams Sonoma ones you found. I mean, those are lovely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's different. That looks I want nice. To know. These were not. These didn't even necessarily strike me. They could, might have been trying to be champagne bottles, but I, I, my memory is that they were just bottles. Just like janky, generic, yeah. like. <laughs> Uh, I have to know. And then I'm going to make a salted butterscotch sauce and put them inside and make it a present for everyone. So I just made, I made this thing over the Christmas holiday because I went to Montana, as I mentioned, and all we did was cook basically because it was like a degree outside. Um, I made this, I made the fanciest cake I've ever made in my life that I found in Sunset Magazine. And it was like date, it was salted, wait, hold on, salted butterscotch, sticky toffee date and cranberry cake. There's nothing I don't like in that sentence. 
I know. It was bananas. And you like cover it, except there was no bananas in there. You cover it with salted <laughs> butterscotch sauce and then you serve it with more salted butterscotch sauce on the side. And I was like, next time I'm skipping the cake and just making the salted butterscotch Seriously. sauce. Who needs but if cake? I could somehow pipe that into these little bottles, Can that would be like the world's greatest. Ooh, I don't see why not. I mean, I want cake is everything almost to pie. become a pie. So, yeah. like yes, that, sound, that sounds I like you could make that. a pie filling out of that. You totally could. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. Because the cake is super. I mean, it basically is a pie filling, right? Mm. Right. I will send it to you. <laughs> I will and eat yes, it. <laughs> yes, Mister Anthropology. That's the one. He messaged it. I think he. I think he private messaged me on Discord. I learn more about Discord with every episode. Um. All right. Speaking of learning, here are some things we learned from you. A lot of you had thoughts or shared my frustration about the Wemo smart plugs, <laughs> which I almost felt a little guilty about. I always feel guilty these days when I call someone out. It's like you're abusing your power on Twitter or something. Um, but I was happy to hear that other people, including Josh, felt my pain. And he wrote to us and basically said he's installed like six different kinds of smart plugs. <laughs> And then uh, he recommends these small round ones from this Chinese manufacturer. But he said that the key when you're looking, we'll post a link to these ones, the E-Tech City ones. Um, or no, they're not E-Tech City. They're some other brand because he said the key is they have to use this Smart Life app hmm. to control them. Yeah, and he, that doesn't, he doesn't like the V-Sync app, which is what I use with my E-Tech City ones. And the V-Sync app works great for me. I haven't had any problems yet. Knock on wood. Um so your mileage well, may vary, like, right? Yeah, it sounds like he might just be having lots of... I mean, he could be having all kinds of interactions because of the aforementioned, like, six different kinds. Um, but the ones that he sent me, Amison, A-M-Y-S-E-N. Well, again, this link will be on our on our site. But it is um, $33.99 for a four-pack. Nice. Unlike the $25 each that I paid for the Wemo ones. So I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Thank you, uh, but Josh, it is true. for the recommendations. I think these are also Alexa only. Yes, thank you, Josh. Cool. Appreciate it. You're the best. Uh, you know You're who the else best. is the best? Uh, the one person supporting us at the shout-out level on our Patreon. Uh, I can't remember what we called that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's your shout out. Is that what we called it? I think it, so. I think we called it. It's your shout-out. It's your shout-out. Yeah. Uh, so thank yeah. you, Mike Akins. Uh, oh yay! If we get more people at this level, the shoutouts will of course get a little less uh, you know, devoted. But right now it's just Mike, so all the love to Mike. Thank you. <laughs> In this case, we made a song about him and <laughs> There's a whole dance routine. If you watch the Rose Parade, you Mike saw it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made a float. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the one that broke down. Totally different one. It was definitely not that one. That was amazing, by the way. A that fire. Was amazing. There was a fire on the float. There was like a fire. It blocked the whole parade. Can we just talk about how slightly meta it felt that like the Chinese broke the Rose Parade? Mm, yeah. Because it was, it was like a, the, it was it sort was of like a metaphor big, for world It was, the, world it was relations. a little bit metaphor, even yeah. though it wasn't really. Anyway, it was, I was watching the, the um, Funny or Die, you know, chord and whatever with uh, <laughs> I can't remember their names. Now. The, 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 the mock f- coverage of the Rose Parade. Oh, I have I didn't don't know what you're talking about. Cord and Tish says Red Cord King. Cord and Tish. Thank it's goodness. Will Ferrell is is Cord. Uh, mm-hmm. but we were watching that which is hilarious cuz they they do a dead-on uh imitation of the old KTLA 
local Rose Parade announcers that a lot of people got syndicated around the country. Uh, and uh, the, it was weird when there was an actual fire. And for a second, it felt like this is not funny. <laughs> You're like, wait, are you serious? Or yeah. They handled it well, yeah. though, I thought. It was well. They did. They just streamed the rest of the parade right around it, and then it yep. ended. It was just like burp, burp, burp. we're done. We're they're pros. They've been doing this for a long time. They certainly have. All right, and I think on that note that we also are done. We also have been doing this for a long time. We also have been doing this for a long time. The key is know when to quit, everyone, <laughs> and then come back four years later. Thank you to all of you who have rejoined us or are joining us for the first time please keep uh please keep emailing us about your things i like by the way how many of you seem to think like mark from maryland seem to think that we are experts on all the things he emailed us and said uh and was like hey is this a thing there's this uh four color poker deck now hmm. that they're i i don't just for the record i don't i don't know yeah <laughs> No, we we need your things as well because yeah. we're we're not setting ourselves up as the arbiters. Uh, we're we're just the scouts. Nope. But apparently, that's a thing. I didn't know. Four color and then, uh, mm, okay. Thanks to Pocket Casts because they featured our podcast. Oh, those guys are the best. That's so awesome. They're really nice. They they've been nice to us for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Margaret wrote to us and said that she saw that it was featured and subscribed out of nostalgia and that listening to us uh, after all those years after BOL felt like putting on a comfy sweater. Yay. We're your wool. (laughs) We're your your hygge time. (laughs) Ah, yes. The hygge podcast. The hygge podcast. It's a thing. It's (laughs) true. Uh, well, like you said, like we said, uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash it's a thing. Uh, tell your friends, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to it's a thing dot me and share out the links, uh, to the episodes to anybody you like and email us feedback at it's a thing dot me. And of course you can find us on the Twitter at Mollywood and at ACE detect. And we, even though I'm going to CES, I'm not staying the whole week. So me we're either. totally going to have a new episode next week. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, looking forward to it. We'll be really tired. Woo-hoo. Hopefully not sick, but we'll talk to you then. We'll be sick, but we'll still talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no man speaking lies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.